turn to John chapter number three. John chapter number three this evening. And uh, we're going to kind of finish up our thought process of uh, what we had going on um, this morning. Uh, but if you would, um, somebody that Miss um, uh, Gwen knows, uh, Julie Rodriguez, her uh, niece, her name is um, Maya uh, Hernandez. She has got to go to uh, uh, the hospital and have uh, major surgery uh, coming up. She's just 18 years old, but she's got an instruction in her intestines. And um, so if you would, uh, Maya is her name. Uh, she's just 18. And so pray for her. And um, I know uh, that they would appreciate your prayers uh, for, uh, for them. Uh, made mention of it this morning. Uh, pray for us. We're going to be um, we're going to be heading out uh, in the morning. We got to go down uh, to um, church planning uh, conference is um, uh, this week, and then um, Wendy and I are going to go uh, for a couple days. Uh, this week will be our 27th anniversary, and um, I know. I know I don't look that old, and so we got we got married when I was ten, and so um, uh, we're excited about that. Just couple, just going to take a couple days and go down to Florida, and um, and uh, celebrate uh, our anniversary, uh, and we'll be back uh, for. Uh, this Sunday got several things going on in December. I mean, several things going on in December, uh, including uh, the uh, Christmas party on the 11th tonight. Listen to me. Don't come to me Wednesday night saying, hey, where's the sign up sheet? Today was the last day to sign up for the Christmas party. OK, it's going to be on the 11th. It's going to be in the fellowship hall. Twenty five dollars a person. Carrie Hilliards is going to be hosting it and uh, going to have a great time. Okay, so that is on the 11th. The 19th is the ladies uh, Christmas party. Uh, more details to come for that, but you can ask uh, uh, you can see Miss um, Sherry about the ladies Christmas party uh, uh, concerning the ladies Christmas party. And on the 17th, we've got a couple things going on. One, it is uh, we're not calling a cantata because it's not a traditional uh, cantata. Uh, but we do have several groups going to be singing and uh, some people reading scripture in between. And uh, that's going to be on the 17th. So invite somebody to come uh, and um, you can just call it the Christmas cantata. But it's going to be just several different groups uh, singing like we did last year. Okay, And so uh, that's on the 17th in the morning service. In the evening service, we got caroling going on. Uh, we're going to go out, we're going to go into the shut-ins, we're going to go to the uh, nursing home, split up in teams, and uh, go out and uh, make a joyful noise, okay? And so uh, sing some Christmas carols, uh, have a great time uh, together, and then we're going to come back here, uh, go over to the fellowship hall, uh, have some coffee and hot cocoa and some cookies and gingerbread men and whatever else is over there, okay? And so we're going to do that afterwards, uh, and... Um, and then uh, we will be having services, though. Uh, Brother Tom uh, Yates is going to be speaking. Uh, if you um, don't want to go out or if you're not able to go out, uh, uh, we will be having services uh, in, uh, in the church. Uh, and Brother Tom's going to be speaking. And then you as well that don't go out will also be going over. Uh, and um, now, listen to me. 
you'll probably be over there before we're back. Don't eat all the cookies and drink all the hot cocoa before we get back, okay? And so uh, looking forward to the 17th. That's coming up uh, for Christmas uh, as well. And so just a packed uh, Christmas this year, Christmas season, packed December the 24th, our Christmas service. Doing things just a little bit different this year. Uh, we're going to have uh, for Sunday school, or in the place of Sunday school, uh, we're going to have a breakfast. Now, I'm not talking about grits and eggs and bacon and sausage, and I'm not talking about pancakes and French toast and. You have to stop at Waffle House or something like that if you want that breakfast, okay? Uh, but we are going to have a simple breakfast, time of fellowship, just enjoy uh, uh, Sunday school as a group. Uh, and, um, I'm not, right, 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 yeah, gone now breakfast, there you go. Uh, we might have some quiches or something like that, but uh, nothing elaborate. I don't want anybody to have to come and cook and do all that kind of stuff, and because... I, and I know, and I know, I'm talking to the Sunday night crowd. Okay, so I, I understand this um, because you guys are the ones that do it. But I, I am convinced that some people think that these events just happen. We just wiggle our nose and poof, you know, and there it is. Uh, all the food just showed up, and everything got set up all by itself. And and then guess what? Oh, that was really nice. And poof, they're gone. And Poof, it all just gets picked up all by itself and cleaned up by itself. It's just amazing how that works, right? No, that's not how it works. And so um, somebody's always uh, uh, busy uh, trying to um, get everything set up and get everything ready and uh, break everything back down. And so um, uh, that'll be, uh, for, that'll be for breakfast. We'll have our Sunday morning service, uh, a combined Sunday morning service uh, where we'll be... Um, uh, celebrating uh, uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the real reason uh, for this holiday season. And then we will not have an evening service. We're encouraging everybody to stay home with their families. I know a lot of people travel uh, back and to with um, uh, going to this family on Christmas Eve, going to this family on Christmas. And so um, no services on uh, that Sunday, the 24th. Chris, uh, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve the, the services are going to be as normal, okay? So we'll have our Sunday school, we'll have our Sunday morning. Our Sunday night's going to look different, but it's going to be a Sunday night service. We're going to have several, several speakers uh, that are going to be speaking, and, uh, and then I'm going to be asking several people to pray. Uh, we'll pray in the new year, but we'll go home before the new year, okay? Uh, I, I don't plan on staying here uh, till midnight, okay? And so, um, but looking forward to New Year's as well. And then um, head on into the new year, okay? 2024. Is that crazy? Does that sound nuts to you? I mean, that just absolutely sounds crazy to me. And, um, but that's how time goes and it just... Uh, uh, just flies by. I know that we had a 2023, but I don't hardly remember it. I mean, it just seems like it's just flown by. And I know everything kind of altered, right? Everything kind of changed when COVID hit and everything's just different. And so um, things have uh, increased our 
our, our, our relief on gas is all over with, so that's back up, uh, uh, up high. If you've been to the grocery store lately, man, you talk about hurting your feelings, that'll hurt your feelings pretty quick, right? And um, so uh, I know uh, 2024 uh, is going to hold uh, some of the same struggles 2023 did, and, um, but we're going to pray, and uh, we know this much. We know that Jesus Christ never slipped off his throne. Whether it's COVID or natural disaster or whatever it might be that's going on, we know that he is the King of Kings and he's the Lord of Lords and uh, he is uh, 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 sovereign. And uh, we're thankful for the providence of God. So we'll be praying uh, 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 and doing some um, special um, uh, speaking uh, that night, so that's uh, that's for that's for New Year's, uh, the New Year's Eve uh, service that's coming up. So lots of things. I know a lot of these things are already in the bulletin uh, announcements. Uh, I, don't, I try not to make so many in the morning uh, because um, uh, we've got so much more going on, and so those are some of the things that we've got uh, that we've got coming up. We are able to um, uh, excited. You know, we we are able to take in the money all year. Uh, for uh, the missions for Christmas for the kids, and uh, we were able to uh, we are able to send uh, $125 extra uh, to each child, and uh, so some couples have, you know, one child. Some have multiples, okay? So some are getting a pretty good check, uh, but um, uh, and that's all due to your giving and uh, being able to be a blessing uh, to uh, our missionaries and their families, as many of them don't come home for Christmas because they consider home where they're at on the field, but their families are here, right? I always try to say, uh, when when uh, when we're, when we're with Will and Laura and the boys, I, I always say uh, I always say to them, "Are you you know when are you coming home again?" And the boys always say, "Pastor Joe, home is in Ecuador. That's that's where we live. That's where we stay. We just come and visit the United States. We you know that's our home." And many of them feel the same way, but. They got moms and dads and brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews and aunts and uncles that are here, and uh, it's such a blessing to be able to send that um, send that little bit to them, uh, just to let them know that we're thinking about them and that we're praying for them. Who is God? We talked about that a little bit this morning, and uh, out of John in chapter number four, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In the book of Malachi, they are the last uh, book of the Old Testament. Uh, the Bible says, uh, God says, I am the Lord, I change not. And so uh, instead of talking about physical characteristics of who God is. We've been talking about uh, uh, some of the, uh, some of the uh, uh, characteristics that God has in his life. And we talked about this morning that God is able. God is able. Is he able to save? We talked about that this morning. He is able to comfort. We talked about that this morning, and then we rapidly ran out of time. And so we didn't get to the third point, uh, and then we'll go over to John chapter number 3. But God is able. He's able to save. God is able. He's able to comfort. And then number 3, God is able. He is able to bless. He is able to bless. 
I'm so glad that God doesn't look on the outward appearance. God looks on the heart. Did you know that God is a record keeper? God is a record keeper. He's keeping record of everything that goes on in your life. And things sometimes, have you ever noticed this? Sometimes we do things that go unnoticed. People don't see it, or people don't notice it, or people overlook it. Sometimes we do things and people do see it, and we get recognized and get a pat on the back and get an attaboy or whatever it is that, that we get, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. By the way, if anybody ever tells you there's something wrong with that, there's nothing wrong with that. It's very biblical to give honor to whom honor is due. And if there's honor due, then it's not wrong to give honor to somebody uh, in whom honor is due. But uh, sometimes... Uh, we do things for the honor. We do things for the attaboy. We do things for the pat on the back. And when we do those things for those things, you know what the Bible says, don't you? You have your reward. You have your reward. Now listen, I don't know about you, but in this world, through the years, I've got some, I've got some, some, uh, doozies of, of things given to me. I mean, people that have blessed me with certain things. And I mean, all these things that we can, and you're the same way, and we could go over all the things that, that people have done in our lives and, and for us in our lives. So, but can I tell you, nothing compares to what God does and what God can do. If I want to get my blessing, I want to get my blessing from God, not from man. And no, though sometimes we do things that get unnoticed and sometimes we do things that get overlooked. Listen, nothing gets by God. You know, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, all things are naked and open to, them, to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. God sees everything. God sees everything. We can't. It's impossible. We can't see everything. We can't notice everything. Often. When we have an event, for instance, when we have an event like VBS, you'll very rarely hear me get up and say thank you to individual people because I'm always afraid I'm going to forget somebody. I'm always afraid I'm going to forget somebody because there are some people that do things and you see it and there are some things... Some people that do things behind the scene and you never see it. We can't see everything, but good news, God sees everything. And God is able to bless it. And I promise you, you want God's blessing over man's blessing every single day. Psalm 67 and verse 6, the Bible says, God, ever our own God, shall bless us. I mean, God desires psalm 1 he desires to bless your life this idea you have this idea right you ever said this I, I i said this when i was before i got saved listen if if i go into church the ceiling will fall in always always talking about listen i, I go to church and god's liable to strike me dead and we have this idea sometimes that, that God is in heaven just waiting to punish you. He's in heaven just waiting to bonk you on the head with a hammer. I mean, he's just waiting to punish you. That's not what God does. You know what God's waiting to do? 
He's waiting to bless you. He wants to bless your life. He wants to uh, 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 give you the things, uh, not only that you need, but the things that you want. And so often we miss God's blessings because our eyes are closed. Psalm 23 and verse 6. Don't you like this? Don't you like the last part of Psalm 23? If you want to memorize scripture and you don't have Psalm 23 memorized, you should memorize that psalm. It's a great psalm. The Lord is our shepherd, right? And he says at the end of the verse in Psalm 23 and verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He didn't say most of the days of my life. He didn't say the mountaintop days of my life. He said all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy. Follow us everywhere we go. Why? Because God is with us. And he's with us everywhere we go. So when you're on the, va- uh, uh, on the mountaintop, praise God. God is with us and he's blessing us. And when you're in the middle of the valley, when you're in the middle of the darkest and hardest time in your life, guess what? God hasn't changed. He is still with us. And he'll see us through. And he desires to bless our lives. God is able. Number two, it's not only God is able, he's able to save, he's able to comfort, he's able to, uh, uh, to bless. But then number two, God is love. First John 4, in verse 8, he that loveth not knoweth not God. Why? For God is love, right? For God is love. God is love. John 3, 16. Man, I'm telling you, lost people have this verse memorized, right? For God so loved the world. Now, he's not talking about this sphere that we're spinning on, right? He's not talking about, he's not talking about this earth as in this physical form. What is he talking about? He's talking about people. I want you to know something about God. God loves people more than anything. God loves you. And God loves me. For God so loved the world. For God so loved people that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God is love. Think about this just for a second with me uh, tonight when it comes to what we find here in John 3.16. Number one. God, uh, God is love, and uh, the love of God, think about the love of God. The love of God is inclusive. The love of God is inclusive. For God so loved the what? The world. Red and yellow, black and white. We're all precious in His sight. Now, be careful. Be careful. I'm not saying... That salvation's inclusive. Now, salvation's for every man, but that doesn't mean every man's going to get saved. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that God loves people. And he loves people regardless of their race. He loves people regardless of their sin. We love to categorize sin. And you know why we do that? Let me tell you why we do that. Because it makes us feel better. That's why we do it. 
because my sin isn't as big as her sin. My sin isn't as big as his sin. I mean, I don't, I mean, I ain't, I ain't doing the things that joker's doing. I mean, let me tell you something. If we're like that, we're, we're like that, that publican, right? We're like that, that guy that says, hey, look, I'm, I'm glad I'm not like this guy. Listen to me. God loves this guy as much as he loves you. You know, the Bible says that while we were yet sinners, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He loves us that much. He didn't say, now I'd, I guess I'd find it fair <laughs> if God said, look, I'll love you if you clean your act up. I'll love you if you get yourself straight. But let me tell you something about God. He knew we couldn't do that. He knew it was impossible. He knew that there was a great gulf fixed. And there was no hope. Without Jesus Christ, without the death of the on the cross, without the burial and resurrection, we have no hope. And God loved us enough to include all of us. Do you know that most of us in here would say, hey, you know what? I know God loves me. But then when some preacher gets up and says, you know what? God loved Hitler as much as he loved you. Do what? Do you realize that God is no respecter of persons? By the way, you better be thankful for that. Because I promise you, there is somebody that may be worse off than you, but there are people that are better off than you too. And if God was picking and choosing... I can tell you right now, I, I can tell you with all honesty and clarity of mind and clarity of heart, if it was a choosing matter, I'm out. I'd have been out a long time ago. I'm, I'm glad that God chose people, not because the way they looked, not because of how they acted, not because when I say choose, I mean he, choose, he chooses to love them. And God loves them in their sin while they're yet sinners. Now, listen to me. You know, God don't compromise. There's judgment. No, don't, don't misunderstand me. God doesn't say, so there's this whole sect of Christianity that says, well, you know, God understands and God, you know, God, God approves of and God says this is okay. No, no, no. God says there are things that are wrong and things that are right. But that doesn't mean God doesn't love them. God still loves them. Why? Because God is the manifestation of love. God is love. And he loves people. And it is inclusive. God doesn't love you more than he loves me. And God doesn't love me. Listen to me. I mean, you talk about knocking America in the jaw. Tell the average American that God doesn't love America any more than he loves Africa. Or any more than he loves South America. Or any more than he loves uh, wherever it is. Because God loves all people. For God so loved the world. It is an inclusive love. Number two, it is a supreme love. It's a supreme love. Nobody loves like God loves. Nobody loves like God loves. The, the love that we that we have in our world today, right? 
I mean, we throw that word around, that word love around. And we say that we love people. We say that we love each other. Until somebody says something I don't like. Until somebody does something I don't like. Then all of a sudden, nope, you're out. Aren't you glad God's not like that? Because it wouldn't have took too long, right, in your life. It wouldn't have took too long in my life for God to say, nope, you're out. I'm, I'm glad that God's love is a supreme love. It's a love that's sacrificial. It's a love that has nothing to do with what you do. It has everything to do with who God is. You see, God is love. That's why he loves you. That's why he loves me, because that's who God is. Now, if God only loved you because of what you did, when you stop doing what you did, stop doing what you're doing, God's not going to love us anymore. That's kind of like, like human love, right? That's kind of like the love that we love each other with sometimes. And so as long as, as long as, as, long as you're, you're ticking all my boxes, we're good. As long as you don't, you know, you don't do something against me, we're good. Well, I, well, I forgave him. And I forgave him again, and I forgave him again, and I forgave him again. Have you, have you made 490 times yet? Because that's what, that's what the Bible says, that we're supposed to forgive one another, and we're supposed to keep on forgiving, and keep on 70 times 7 we're to forgive one another. How do we forgive one another? We forgive one another through love. Through the love that God has loved us with, we are to love one another. That's the kind of love that we're to love each other with same kind of love that God has loved us with. It is a supreme love. It's a love like no other. It's an inclusive love. It's a supreme love. It's a giving love. Right? For, for God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. He gave. Do you know there's lots of ways to give? I mean, there's lots of ways to give. There's, there's monetary, right? You, you can give of your money, and you can give to, to people, and you can give to causes, and you can give to missions, and you can give to the church, and you can give. Yeah, there's so many ways you can give monetarily. But sometimes when we talk about giving, that's the only thing that we think about is, is, is the monetary. But I want you to know something. There are so many things that we can give. Do you know you can give your talent? You know, God has blessed you. I don't know necessarily how he's blessed you, but he has blessed you. He's given you spiritual gifts. He's given you talents. How do I know that? Because the Bible says that the church is like a body. You know what a body's made up of? It's made up of parts. Right? And they're all different. You know, the hand doesn't do the same thing the nose does. Right? The feet don't, the feet don't do the same thing the ears do. They're all different, and they're all put together on purpose so that the body can function the way it's supposed to function. So you know what God does? God brings people from different places, and he brings them into one spot, and he brings them to the church so the church can be the body so it can function the way it's supposed to. We're not, we're not supposed to argue over 
a, a spiritual gift. I'm not supposed to argue over what we're doing or what we're not doing, or I wish I was doing this, or I wish I had the, uh, had the gift of music, or I wish I could play instruments, or I wish I could speak a different language. Or I... you, know, you know what we do? We miss serving the Lord because we're so worried about doing somebody else's job. God has made us all unique, aren't we? Aren't we fearfully and wonderfully made? And we're all just a little bit different. And that's okay. That's why God brings us together so that we can, so that we can work together and give of the talents that God has given us. Do you know probably the most precious thing that we can give? What is it? Time. Let me tell you something. Your bank account might look different than mine. It might. probably does. But let me tell you something. Your time and my time are the same. Oh, no, preacher, I've got to do this and I've got to... No, 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 wait a minute. We have 24 hours in a day. How you choose to slice that up might be look different than, I, than mine does. But we choose to slice that up, and we've got work, and we've got to eat, and we've got to, we've got to, you know, we've got to shower, and we've got to sleep, and we've got to do all these different things, and we choose to slice that up. But how many of us know you can't borrow from tomorrow? You can't say, okay, look. Lord, today I need 26 hours. It doesn't work. You can't borrow from yesterday. Right? Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow's not here yet. This is the only time that we have. We have the right now. And so when we give our time, you know what we're saying? What I give my time to is important to me. When I come to church, I come to church because church is important to me. Church is not an afterthought. Church is important to me. My family is not an afterthought. I make time for my family. And if I have to say no to something else, to say yes to my family, I will do it every single time. If I've got to pick between my kids and my wife and somebody else, it's not a difficult decision. I'm going to pick my kids and my wife. Why? Because spending time with them is important to me. That's something that's important to me. Spending time in God's word, spending time in prayer, spending time with God, those things are important to me. And they should be important to you. How much time do you take to pray? How much time do you take to study God's word? Isn't that interesting? Now, I don't have any time to study God's Word, but boy, do I have time to see my show. I'm not going to miss my show, whatever that show is. I don't have any time for prayer, but I promise you, I'm not going to miss that football game. Listen, you, you know, I, there's some people who are so hardcore. You, you schedule me when my football team is playing, I'll quit my job. I'm telling you, people are that hardcore. Have you seen them? Have you watched them from TV? That's where I don't, I don't have any desire to go to a game. I, I, I just watch them. I watch them from there. I watch, I watch the fools at football games from my comfort of my television. I mean, it's snowing. It's snowing in the football game, and they're, they have no shirts on. 
What are you thinking? You're going to freeze to death for your team. You know why? Because your team's important to them. What's important to you, you'll spend time with. And let me tell you something. When you spend time with others, it's not just, it's not just spending time with God, right? It's spending time with others. Because God has put us here for such a time as this. God has given us uh, uh, the time that we have so that we might spend it wisely. Are you a good steward with the time that God has given you? God's love is a giving love. Listen, think about this. His life for mine. God gave Jesus Christ to take my place. Do you realize, I, I, I know you do. You do realize, right, that you are the one that deserved to be on that cross. You're the one that, that, uh, that deserved to, to die and to suffer. But God gave Jesus Christ, gave his son so that he might take my place. That he might take your place. That's giving. I can tell you this much. Listen, if I had to give my life for one of my kids or for my wife, I, I hope that I would do it. I really do. I hope that I would do it. If I had to give one of my children, if, if my daughter, if, if you needed a heart and my daughter's heart was a match, she was still alive, I would not give her life so that you could have her heart. I'll just be transparent with you. I just, it just ain't going to happen. Plus, she, she'd go kicking and screaming. But I'm just telling you, is, but is that what Jesus did? He gave his life for people that spit on him, mocked him, cursed him, I'm not I'm talking about the people that loved him. I'm talking about the people that hated him, that reviled him, that falsely accused him. He gave his life for them. Listen, God's love is a giving love, and it's an example that each of us uh, uh, must follow. So God's love is an inclusive love. It's a supreme love. It's a giving love. And then God's love is a secure love that none should perish. That all, but all should come to repentance. That's God's desire. That's God's desire for our lives. And he says uh, uh, at the end of uh, verse 16, he said that, sh that uh, uh, him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It's a secure love. God can keep you safe and he can keep you secure. It's the idea that the scripture talks about that we are in Jesus' hands and Jesus' hands in God's hands and no man could ever pluck you out of his hands. We are safe and secure in the arms of Jesus. We are safe and secure in the hands of God. Now, I know, you know, we shouldn't be flippant about our lives. Right? I'm not... I'm not, I'm not looking to do anything stupid. We were, we were watching a, some kind of documentary, and um, 
about free climbers. Has anybody ever watched anything about free climbers? They are nuts. They're crazy people. Adrenaline junkies. Now I'm talking about climbing mountains. I'm talking about way, way up there. They have no safety gear. Free climbing means they're not tied in. If you fall, see ya. Splatter on the ground. I mean, it's just crazy. And they'll get up into places. And this one documentary I saw, this guy was climbing this huge mountain. And he got up to this place. And he had his finger stuck into this crack. And he had two routes. The one route, he could not reach his hand over to grab the other rock. The other route was like around, almost like around a corner. He is thousands of feet off the ground. Thousands of feet off the ground. And he's got his feet kind of tucked into here and he's got his fingers in here. So he says, I'm going to go with this route. And he took his hands out and pushed with his feet and literally jumped and grabbed a hold of the rock. Thinking to myself, you looking to die? You see these people that climb these. You ever see these people that climb these cranes? I mean, they free climb these cranes and they go all the way to the top of the crane. I mean, I'm talking about like Empire State Building cranes. And then they get on the crane and then they climb up to where the actual crane is. And they're sitting up there and they're taking pictures and they're. Listen, I'm not looking to go out on the next train, folks. I'm not talking about being foolish, but I am telling you this. God holds it all in his hands. Now I believe this with all my heart. When it's your time to go, it's your time to go. I believe it. Now, I do believe that when Hezekiah prayed, God gave him 15 more years. I believe those kind of things happen. I believe in miracles. Brother Don Tompkins is one of those miracles that's sitting back there, and we can do other examples of that. I believe all those things, but I'm telling you, I believe that God holds it all in his hands. And when God's done, we'll know it. It's time. Safe and secure in the love of God. Heavenly Father, we love you. We do thank you for this time together. Thank you for your love. Thank you that you are able. You're able to save. You're able to comfort. You're able to bless. Thank you that you are love. We're thankful that we can experience that love in our hearts and in our lives. Lord, we love you tonight, and we're so thankful. Our desire is to ever be thankful for the love that you display in our lives each and every day. Thank you for the wonderful day that you've given us today. And I pray, Lord, that you would bless us as we go uh, into the business meeting tonight. And uh, may you have your will and your way uh, in the business meeting. May everything be done decently and in order. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Anybody need, we're going to have, uh, I get a